Holy shit, I'm gonna come. Hey, babies, welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is, uh, as if you didn't know, I mean, you clicked on this goddamn podcast. This is uh, the uh, podcast for babies. Yeah. The stupid. Is, yeah. The stupid no, Emphasis on stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the stupid podcast for babies. I'm your host, Gabe. Um, I'm your other host, Noah. And we're joined today by a special guest, Jaren Lucas. Hello, everyone. And we're Hello, not babies. Ju- I'm sorry, Jaren. Um, <laughs> I, 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 um, no, uh, we're not joined today by AJ because he's a busy boy out in LA. Because he's like too good for us, I think. Yeah, yeah he's, he's 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 now like hanging out with like Ryan Reynolds, and he's just been fucking. Yeah. dude, he's such a simp for Ryan Reynolds. It's I so know, annoying. dude. Yeah, and he's like, he's like also kind of hanging out with yeah. uh, Hollywood Boland. Yeah, yeah, yeah Hollywood Boland. He's hanging out with QT right now. Won't be won't be too long till we start hearing about. Some AJ Epstein weird ties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. that's just been AJ's goal. Well, He's, he yeah. said, I quote. <laughs> okay, we'll cut that out. <laughs> uh, no, what do you say? It's, it's satire. It's satire. It, oh, he just wants enough money to be able yeah. to. I yeah, see, yeah, I yeah. see. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. It's not the go- the end goal isn't fucking kids, but like it'd be cool if he could. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so um, we got that out of the way. On the topic of today's episode, this is our first. Uh, criteria cast and we will be and we will be doing this once a month um, and we're starting off with a great movie today and this will be In the Mood for Love by Wong Kar Wai an amazing uh, Hong Kong filmmaker and uh, yeah I don't know what you what you guys think Ooh, what an immaculate soundtrack real quick that's that Kisses. Kisses. I was listening to that song the other day after. I had to look up a soundtrack after. There's one... Say no to Bob. Oh, yeah. There was one song I was trying to find on the internet, which was In Full Bloom, um, that played like around like the, the, the three-fourths mark of the movie, and I could not find it. And it I don't know. Yeah. I really like that we're opening up with music, because that, that was something I was going to talk about, was like something Wong Kar Wai, if you like watch a lot of his movies, um, Jaren, I'm sure you've picked up Guilty. on Guilty. Guilty! Um, he is, so he'll play like the, he, he's a big user of uh, motifs. So he'll play the same piece of music over and over and over again. And it's really cool because like, every time he plays it, he plays it in a different context in the movie. And so the song elicits a different emotion from you every time you, every time it plays. And I think that was cool. So I mean, obviously he did that this time with the, uh, um, that sort of like classical mm. piece of music or whatever I don't know yeah. what it's called but yeah I thought it was cool and it kind of like throughout the whole movie like it's it's at first it's like kind of mischievous then it's like sad then it's like I don't know yeah yeah he said he did that with California Dreaming on Chunking too yeah that one that was one where it was like almost like too much yeah he played it a lot he played it a lot that was another one I listened to the soundtrack after and I didn't know, but Faye Wong recorded a lot of those songs, mm-hmm. and she makes music, and I had to go listen to her shit. Yeah, the, I only know that one song of hers. Um, 
it, she has one in Fallen Angels. Oh, does she? Yeah, yeah I think. Um, dude, I, I found well, I, f- I actually found a lot of music through Wong. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she did a version of Bluebeard by Cocteau Twins. That was sick. That's sick. Yeah, on Chunking, and that's how I found that song, which is a good dude, one. Dude, um, fucking, I found so you know Dennis Brown, the like reggae. Too, yeah, yeah. I found I found him through Chunking Express. Oh, I did too. Yeah, things yeah. in life. Yeah, things in life is yeah. a fucking great I did song. Too. Yeah, that song rocks. Um, Let me down easy too, smacks. Yeah, I haven't seen that one in a while, and watching In the Mood for Love made me want to go watch that, for sure. What's up? Oh, I don't want to like say it audibly, but if you like right here is like where you have to be to be picked up good. Sorry. Oh, okay. Word, word, word. So I was kind of fading out. Just a bit, yeah. Okay, my bad. My bad, stupid babies. Um, don't pee your diapers. Anyway, yeah, dude, Dennis <laughs> Brown is fucking great. Dude. Yeah. Fucking awesome, dude. Like, the vibe, it's the whole, like, the whole shot where, like, he's, <laughs> the, yeah, the whole that sh- wave the shot that. with, like, the, the spinning fucking CDs in the jukebox when that song plays. What is that? In the juke? Fallen Angels or? Uh, Chunking. Oh, Chunking, yeah. Yeah. It's fucking tight, man. Yeah. That movie's not very fresh in my mind. I actually watched that in in a class, which is weird. I didn't think a, uh, a class would put me on to anything so cool, but yeah. I did. Was that I like really a film did. class? Yeah. Word. I did, yeah. Um, uh, Jaren, did you want to give like a synopsis of the of In the Mood for Love? Oh, sure. Well, I mean, do you want like plot? Yeah, it doesn't have to be like hyper yeah. like whatever you feel if like. You haven't just seen so it, the audience can get an idea for like what it's about. It's it's just a super cool premise, a, a bit of a love square, uh, if you will. But I, I do really like that for like a, a movie plot. But uh, these two couples move in next door, and um, the man in one and the woman in the other have an affair, and then the other people that are left out meet each other, and they sort of have like a platonic love affair I don't know mm-hmm. they're sad together over the same thing um but yeah it's kind of like follows them it's super sad it's super vibey and like honestly mm-hmm. not all that much really happens but it's still like uh I'm a little grippy the whole time but yeah they uh super sad ending cause they never fuck but that, <laughs> yeah that was that was like that's probably how it had to be I, I watched this with a group of my friends and yeah one of my friends was like God damn it! Why didn't they ever hook up? Yeah. And then that started a little argument over like, well, they probably shouldn't have, right? Yeah, you wouldn't. You would have stopped watching after that. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we also yeah. joked about uh, a sequel where they follow the, the other couple, the couple that are <laughs> fucking, and then it's just, ha ha ha! This is great. <laughs> so so I mean actually so the movie twenty forty six is a sequel to In the Mood for Love. I did um, not know that. I haven't seen that sequel. one yet. Okay. Yeah, it's a sequel, so it has. Uh, I think I. I'm so bad at pronouncing it. Tony Lung Chu Wei, I think yeah. that's how you pronounce it. Um, so it follows his character in the sequel, and um, he's like writing this science fiction book, and then um, it's called 2046 because actually in the movie, in The Mood for Love, his apartment is number 2046. Oh, yeah. Um, but then he also starts that. writing this science fiction novel called 2046, probably based off of the number, and... Um, he has like a lot of really horny sex, and it's awesome. Wait, so it's not about the year twenty forty six, or is it? No, I, I think it takes place in the year twenty forty six. Okay, too. okay cool. but like the the book at least. But it's really cool because it shows like 
it cuts between it's like a parallel story it cuts between the story of the book and the story of his life yeah and so you see how his life like influences the book it's fucking cool dude it's that sounds really cool yeah stylish. my my good friend Trajan who I put on the WK dub he watched 2046 I haven't seen it yet what did he say about it he said it was good yeah that was uh, the the student out paced the master in that situation now he's watched more than me now he's pretty obsessed and I'm glad I could put him onto it. But yeah, yeah he's fucking sick. He said it was great, and I'm not surprised because I don't think he's got any misses so far from what I've seen. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> let's just get the obvious shit out of the way with this movie, like the the fucking production design, the costumes, like. Oh my god. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Can I, yeah. Can I hit with some trivia real quick? Because I was yeah. looking into this. Uh, the Marianne trivia net for this episode was that. There's a total of 46 dresses used in every... So, a different dress for every scene yeah. throughout this course of this movie for the um, female protagonist. I can't remember her name. Miss, off Miss, she was Miss oh. Chan, right? Miss Chan? She yeah. was Chan, he was Chow. Yeah. Yeah. Maggie Chung. Yeah, Maggie Chung. Yeah. She's Beautiful. Yeah. And I, I love that. Her outfits are so cool. And it was the same silhouette every time, but like a different yeah. pattern. Dude, she looked great. It the was collar, so cool. The collar yeah, of the, the dress. The collar is yeah. badass, yeah. That is some of the best costuming I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, it's so cool. And we can't we can't leave out Tony. Is it Tony Lung or Lang? It's Lung. That? I think it's Tony Lung. Yeah. yeah, he was also swagged out. He wasn't so like. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like as cool as her clothes. It was more like muted. But he, yeah, he had swag for sure. He's swaggy oh, yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Dude, he also he had a killer like tie pin. I don't know why the tie pin. Yeah, was like, the That's tie fucking pin does cool. rock. That's sick. Yeah. Okay, so is so in that realm too. This movie, it's. I think it's fucking crazy that this movie was made in like what, like two thousand. It was two thousand. Yeah. It looks like it's in the fucking sixties or whatever. Yeah, I know. Like it's straight up. Like, Did he use film? That should be yeah, yeah. trivia. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. so he shot it on. Um, the cinematographer, by the way, Christopher Doyle is absolutely amazing. But they used uh, just like a Kodak Vision stock, um, and uh, the film looks so peculiar because. Um, the, the film that they used is designed for tungsten lights, so they used, like, uh, Kodak Vision um, 800T, and then I think it was Kodak Vision 400T. The T stands for tungsten, but tungsten lights are really orange, and these film stocks are really green and uh, blue. they got cool colors to offset the warmth of the, of the film stock. So and for example, that's so that's why Chunking Express is so blue. This yeah. one's so green. But Chunking Express is so blue because there's a lot of fluorescent lights in yeah. that movie. That movie was like sickly looking. It yeah, cool. it was fucking dope. And then this one was very green because um, it just had kind of normal low light situations. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's beautiful. Christopher yeah. Doyle is an interesting cat too, bro. He's like, uh, I don't. I feel like I should look up his story to get this accurate. But he was like born in. Uh, like Australia or New Zealand or something and then he fucking like got on this boat and moved to like Hong Kong and now he has like a Chinese name and he fucking mm. grew up in China. <laughs> what would you guys' Chinese names be? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear you guys attempt that. <laughs> well, yeah, Matt, that's going to be <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> AJ, you got a lot of work to do here, but... <laughs>
You, yeah, you picked Jude Law. Yeah, so you talking about John Cena? <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. Dude, that's such a weird. I don't know why that's such a mind fuck seeing John like John Cena fluent or fluent. Yeah, yeah, that's that so cool. well, Also, wasn't the reason he did that because he like acknowledged the yeah he Taiwan. acknowledged Taiwan as a, as a country yeah. and then China flipped the fuck so, out. Someone got to him. Yeah, yeah. That's you know let's have a little powwow. Let's get let's get let's get comfy. Hell yeah, we're sitting on the floor. Stupid babies. Yeah, um, dude. We, we're Well, <laughs> I want milk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, so we talked about the film stock. Um, we talked about Christopher yeah, Doyle a little bit. My, uh, the group I watched it with, uh, I remember which one of my friends said it, it was like, so yeah, when did this come out? Like, like in eighties, nineties? Yeah. I was like, no, two thousand. I guess. Yeah. Nineties isn't that far off, but yeah, it does uh, give you like an older vibe. I forget, does it take place in the 50s or the 60s? 60s. Yeah, I, 60s. Yeah. From what I was seeing, I don't know why this always resonates with me when I see that, but like, I was... It took place over many years, from 1963 to 1966. Right, yeah. It wasn't more than that? What about the, like, last, last I think scene? That, I think they might have gone to 67, maybe? Um, for some reason, I thought they went to, like, 72, but I could be totally wrong on that. That last bit in Cambodia might have been the 70s. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking about. Also, that's a little bit of uh, that we brought up Cambodia, good segue. Um... The last bit of film there, that in the epilogue, that 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 filming sequence in Cambodia, um, apparently he finished editing that one week before it premiered in the can. Really? The can yeah. Wow. So that that movie was literally in the editing room, as last minute as you could be. That last yeah. sequence is so fucking cool. Yes, dude. It's beautiful. Yeah. Bro is a so Wong is very, like. Uh, spontaneous with his filmmaking which is something he's known for and I think it's really cool um, he's it's very similar to like what Jean-Luc Godard did um, and uh, Jean-Luc Godard would just write his shit the day of and then just shoot the scenes so he just like make shit up as he went along which is really fucking cool and that kind of gives you like the sort of chaotic elements to his films but Wong also kind of does that he'll write he'll write the scene either the day before or the day of and they'll just shoot it and it's fucking dope. They filmed a lot of shit without permits. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, he, uh, it's, he's been described as a, like, jazz filmmaker. I can see um, that. that. Which is, is well, cool. When you talk like, about the repeating themes of the music having uh, different, kind of sort of coming through in different ways in different parts, that's super jazzy. That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. No, that is super jazzy. Yeah. Like, that's a huge thing in jazz. And, and I guess, like, classical music, too. But, um, yeah, the motif, the motif. Big, big right, yeah. That. He's all about the motifs, he, like he the the dates and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's obsessed with times and dates, and I've never he, really, he is. Yeah, I've never really is. dug into that. And I would be interested because and it kind of seems to me like it's like inconsequential. I don't know because it would always flash the time of day, and I yeah. sort of always glossed over him because I was like, I'm not gonna like memorize all these and try <laughs> to figure something out from it. But it's got to mean something to him, right? And you watch his other yeah. movies, he's always talking about dates. Yeah, I wonder, because in Chunking, too, yeah. he's like, yeah. he has an entire character that's obsessed with the day that his girlfriend yeah. broke up with him. Yeah, exactly. And then he's like, he buys all these fucking containers of pineapples that all expire on yeah. like, the oh, same like May 4th, day. And if she doesn't call him by this date, he just eats all the expired My love will expire all. with the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, I guess it is somewhat inconsequential, yeah. but... I don't know. I need, it's I like need, a nice flourish, I guess. I need to Google what do the dates mean. And sometimes <laughs> I need to do that deep dive, but I, it didn't like stand out to me as anything. I couldn't figure out. 
Yeah, I wonder what exactly what I, the significance. I was. guess every like artistic genius or whatever has his little fixations, you know. Yeah, but it's just cool when a filmmaker <laughs> like they when they put something in there that like lets you get into a rabbit hole. I think that's fun with like a filmmaker where they just oh, kind of yeah. leave these like little like bread crumbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, also it's across all of his movies too. Yeah. yeah. All all his movies are kind of like connected, sort of like uh, Quentin Tarantino, which I'm pr- pretty sure Quentin Tarantino like. He lo- he loves Chunking Express. They didn't, um, uh, Tarantino kind of give Wong Kar Wai's American audience. I'm pretty sure I heard yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, with Chunking, yeah, because yeah. um, he, he I think he saw Chunking at some festival and he helped. Um, he got Harvey Weinstein, Rip to uh, um, do some American distribution. Nice, yeah. So that's fucking cool. Another thing I wanted to touch on is like the. Uh, um, his use of like symmetry in this movie um between like or like mirroring so he has like the two couples that are mirrored also with affairs and then he has the two um individual people on each side of the couple who are like experiencing the same thing but also in like a masculine sense and a feminine sense I don't know I just thought I thought there was a lot of that I thought that was peculiar kind of interesting there was some dynamics between like the um the couples so the couples that were being cheated on um, would mirror like their spouse's behaviors when they went mm-hmm. out to eat, which I also thought was interesting. Yeah, like um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I you, you have my husband down pat. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like how he like would put hot sauce on her plate to make her eat it because that's what his wife would do. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's was, another element. Yeah, how they would just like they would literally like rehearse what they thought their partners were doing. Yeah, like yeah. art imitates life kind of thing. I guess. Alright, yeah, it's fucking cool. Also, like. Um, there was just one, th- yeah, like they were having a conversation with how they found out about uh, that their partners were cheating. And he's yeah. like, Where'd you get that tie? Where'd you get that yeah. handbag? Yeah, the exact same thing. And they noticed it the exact same way. Yeah. I don't know, that one, uh, <laughs> that was one of like, the, my friends were talking during, and I was like, Guys, guys, guys shut know, the like, fuck up. <laughs> check that out. Check that out. Yeah, that shit was cool. I also thought, I don't know if this is really, but I like that there was sort of two, uh, relief characters that were like his friend his like sleazy mm-hmm. friend and then also the nice old lady at the mm-hmm. the like their landlord or whatever I don't really mm-hmm. know if that's what she was yeah. but yeah they kind of they're so totally different but uh they did have like the male and female sort of older yeah. sweet old relief yeah. people yeah <laughs> I like I feel like in uh Wong Kar Wai's movies everyone's like everyone's gorgeous and yeah. then there's like a couple characters that they're are like fucking <laughs> ugly. <laughs> yes, they're like they're old and not attractive, but like still super charming. Like everyone is in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like that. How there's <laughs> no one looks average. Fucking god, Maggie Chung is so pretty. Yeah, yeah. she's so beautiful. Yeah, like God, have you bro, have you seen Irma Vep? I have not. So Maggie Chung stars in that. I knew that. It's a it's a really cool movie. Yeah, bro. just enough said. I mean, just watch it, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I, remember so I almost watched that one time, and I was, I was hungover looking for a good movie, and I put that one on, and then I realized that I couldn't read subtitles because my fucking head was killing me, and my eyes, <laughs> my eyes couldn't do that. So I, I didn't, that. I didn't finish that one. Well, I didn't even really start it. But yeah, yeah, it's hard. So like, you know, I love, you know, any movie i don't care if it's like foreign or not but like when you're high or whatever or like inebriated it is 
really hard to fucking read and like do the subtitles and all that shit. So like, I, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I'll never watch anything dubbed though. Yeah, oh, no, that. nah, fuck that. <laughs> no, because the the dub actors are never as good. No way. Unless it's like Cowboy Bebop. Mm, I'm always I'm always a sub guy. You s- on every anime you, you, you subbed I'm, Cowboy Bebop oh dude yeah. but the voice actors for that one are especially good though like for yeah. Spike Spike I, yeah I've heard that he's got yeah. yeah dude's got a great voice he does have a great yeah. voice yeah. do you guys I, watch the live no remake of it I'm not yeah. I'm so, there, I mean I there's zero chance that I was gonna be yeah. good so. I, yeah that was one of those things where uh, like <laughs> uh, I like just will have opinions on movies I haven't seen at all and That's, I think yeah. I have a, <laughs> I have a pretty good gut feeling for stuff like that yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and one of my roommates was like Oh, what's this? Let's watch it. And I was like, I don't want to watch this. And he's like, You've like, why not? And I was like, Well, I know it's based on something else. It's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. And I don't want to watch this. And he's like, Did you see the original? I was like, Well, no. But <laughs> trust me, I don't think I need yeah, to watch and, this. And then, and then they're like, And they're like, uh, But but like, you've, have you seen it though? Yeah. I know. And it's like it's like, dude, like, yeah. You Girls can tell you can tell most of the time whether you something's can. gonna suck you can or not. Tell something's I mean, kind of a cash grab. Yeah. But yeah, I. It seemed like the original like anime that was probably really cool visually, and then the show looked like the fucking Mandalorian, and I was like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, dude, you should watch Cowboy Bebop. I yeah, mean, like we both fuck with it. I'm not. I've never got into any anime. No, no, honest. that's yeah. so. That's what I was gonna say. Is like I'm not huge into anime yeah. myself, mm-hmm. but Cowboy Bebop is like a. It's a piece of art. Like, yeah, it's, I've it's tried great. a little bit because yeah. I have a lot yeah. of I have some like friends who are into it. my brother, and then another one of my friends is always telling me animes to get into I started Hunter x Hunter and I was like I feel like I could get into this yeah. and so I know that saying the X is like uh, not what you're supposed to do but whatever fuck it we did yeah <laughs> no, um, it's, it's um, so there's like two distinct categories this is for the weebs in the audience of, of like animes and mangas which is the shonen, which is like Naruto and you have Sanian which is like uh, Berserk and Berserk I don't know if you played Dark Souls it literally I, inspired the entire game I know it did I'm yeah, obsessed yeah. with Dark Souls I'm obsessed with From Software and uh, that is something I would be interested in reading. If I was ever going to read a manga, I would read uh, Berserk. Berserk because yeah. I am a fucking Dark Souls head. Yes. And I have <laughs> poured about a thousand hours into From Software games over my life. Man, a man of, of sophistication. Yes. I yes. just started my I just started my third Elden Ring playthrough. Oh, yeah. Shouts out to the Elden Ring fans out there. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. side note. Uh, this is way off track. Well, we can get back into it in a sec. But I saw I saw this like fucking have you seen that tiktok of that one guy who like does impressions of like nerds and shit and he was like oh you think you think that's hard uh, you think you think you think oh you thought elden ring on like yeah most yeah, difficult hardest difficulty was hard try dark souls try dark souls one yeah i yeah. did try dark souls one and i never beat it because no. it was really fucking hard and hard. i was used to the it's so hard fluid mechanics of dark souls 3 <laughs> and the rest of them and Dude. it was so clunky and i was just like you know what bro bro also did one where he was like he was like yeah sorry that, that thing's still up it's whatever um we're not we're not the produced podcast but <laughs> the, the guy goes he, he has this like face filter this smudges up his face and he goes um, guys you hear the shocking news Citizen Kane lost its 100% on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> this is like <laughs> we all know someone like that you know AJ that's not AJ that's not AJ that's I do know people like that though yeah 
Anyways, so we were talking about, um, how do we start talking about uh, Dark Souls? Cause you, oh, you're talking about categories of anime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's the distinction there? You said shonen. Shonen versus shonen's like thirteen. It's like it's like PG thirteen versus just a hard R, where it's like not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as, as where it's it's just it's just like very it's 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 mature content. Um, it doesn't mean that all all the content is like handled like. Um, in a responsible way in in, in Zanians because like sometimes there's just cultural just like disconnects right but like it's still like generally more uh, adult yeah like Bleach might fall in that category too yeah. yeah for me there's like two kinds there's like the the kind with the J-pop intro oh and then there's yeah. everything else <laughs> the J-pop shit usually is like the weave it's, shit yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where you're like, oh, I know this. But, story. like, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I can get down with some Satoshi Khan, I can get down with some Miyazaki, I can get down oh, yeah, with Cowboy dude. Bebop, both sure, show. Yeah, I've seen all the Miyazaki's. Yeah. yeah, Miyazaki, going back to Dark Souls. Yeah, two, his two, son. Two great, wait, they're related? Yeah, that's his son. I did not know that. The the, the, the founder of, or the, the lead, the Ghibli, creative, the Ghibli um, guy yeah. is... That's his son, um, Hidetake Miyazaki. Shit, I didn't know that. Hey, hey, Hidetake. Hidetake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's a a shit, I didn't know that. Miyazaki Hidetake is a son of... That's cool. Um, he wrote... Yeah, I can't remember his name. Uh, Wait, Heyao Miyazaki is... Yes, that's Ghibli. Yeah, and Hidetake Miyazaki yeah. is from yeah. software. Yes, and then he has a fail son who mm. did like... Uh, who did a bunch of fucking... Um, CGI anime, which is the most atrocious looking yeah. shit. Like you look at it yeah, and be like, I can't watch wrong. this. Yeah. Every every great man has like that one child who's like trying to do what he was doing, and then it's just like never as good. No. Yeah. Yeah. Do your own thing. Yeah. Stupid babies, follow your hearts. Do your do your own path. Speaking of, I haven't I haven't seen it yet, but my man Cronenberg, Harry, Harry's son's got a movie yeah. and. Let's What's check it out. Infinity, Infinity Pool? Infinity Pool. I yeah. really enjoy looking at Mia Goth, so I think I will yeah. check that one out. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's go see it, boys. Yeah. I'll be down, yeah. Hell yeah. Mia Goth, I just, I, so I went in a little tirade of like, first I watched like, um, that 1-1-X one, one movie. Yeah, yeah. X. And then I, watched, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Is it dope? Um, I haven't seen I, I, X I, I, Pearl. I preferred Pearl compared to X just because I thought Pearl was slightly more interesting, but that was, that was just me, yeah. Did, I also just wanted to see Mia Goth a lot more. Did X, <laughs> did X really dive into that, like, old people horror thing? You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of. Like, I hate that yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't have the phobia of old people. I like them, so I just didn't, Yeah, but it's, like, just, it's it. just, like, the, like, freaky old person, you know, that's, like, possessed or whatever. I feel like that's been overdone. Like, that, that happened in Barbarian, too. I haven't seen Barbarian. Did you see Barbarian? I did. Yeah, I just saw Barbarian a couple of Pretty dope, ago. but, like... Cool, yeah. It worked. It was just like, you know, let's let's do something else. Let's do something else. It was totally one of those movies where uh, the protagonist, you're screaming at them, and you're like, why the fuck would you be doing that? Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't really ruin it, in my opinion. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah, that shit was cool. It was fucking... So, yeah. In heart race, for sure. Yeah. In the mood for love, um, <laughs> we just started talking about <laughs> anime and video games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is cool. It's cool. Um... What else? Uh, see, like, so the majority of that film's in Cantonese, right? It's Cantonese. I, I, I could tell, tell you. you. Yeah. yeah, see, I have an ear for these things. <laughs> no. um, I, at least in, I know that in Chongqing Express and Fallen Angels, um, they switch, like, languages. There's, like, three different languages they speak. All, all different Chinese style dialects. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I love that setting of... Uh, 
Hong Kong in the 60s. Yes. It's great. Yeah. I like, it's cool how it's like a, sort of a mash of like uh, American culture and then like... It was right before that Mao um, regime too. Yeah. So it was really interesting because that was in the backdrop where you weren't realizing there was a communist like uprising going yeah. on. And you're like, oh, interesting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My boy Mao. Yeah, it's so what, cool what, about like, what their house. interesting fellow. Yeah, Mr. Zinong. <laughs> you know. Good old Mao. Good old Mao. But yeah, it's cool how uh, I love like the like architecture and all that. Yeah. It's cool how their their houses kind of seem like remnants of the past, but that makes sense because, I mean, in America, obviously, everything was sprung up much later and everything's Western here, and they kind of have like the mix yeah. of like a McDonald's next to like, you know those cool-ass sliding doors they have. <laughs> yeah. And the fucking mats they sleep on. Dude. Rocks. Yeah. I So, I love In the Mood for Love, but I low-key kind of wish we were talking about Fallen Angels, because I just... I love... Fallen Angels is so sick. It's so sick, man. Movie, yeah. Bro, Gabe, we gotta go through all these. Like, we gotta go through his filmography. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Alright, don't, I, leave, don't leave me out of it. Let's go through chronologically. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. bad, bad, bad. <laughs> I, I, I did that like not that long ago and I'm down to do yeah. it again Spawning just is so cool imagine getting guns in the mix Wong Kar Wai but there's guns guns motherfucker okay. <laughs> yeah. guns yeah and then he does that cool ass thing where he fucks with the frame rates that's oh. always sick and he does so that a dope. lot in Fallen Angels like dropping frames or yeah so yeah, he'll yeah. like he'll like lower the frame rate but keep the he'll, he'll expand the shutter speed so the frames kind of like melt a little bit if that makes any sense like, uh, well, they they'll did, have less yeah. frames, so the frames kind of, like, drag. Yeah, they did it, like, more subtly and in the mood for love at certain moments. And I, I thought that, I love whenever he, he does that. It definitely adds, like, a weight to those moments. But yeah. in Fallen Angels, he really does it, where it's, like, uh, it's, like, kind of jarring, very jarring. And, and in uh, Chunking, too. Yeah, Chunking as well, uh, yeah. Like, the running scenes with, uh, um... What's feather? What is that? Dude, it was just moving my peripheral vision and it oh. freaked me out. I, anything that moves my peripheral vision. A little, a little critter. Yeah, I'm just like, what the f Yeah. There's a little critter in here, guys. We're going to take care of it. Yeah. Don't worry, stupid babies. Yeah, dude, but but that, that frame rate shit's so cool because mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know, it's just, I've never really seen that in a movie before, you know? Like the, just like the, there's a lot of motion blur, but like it's like only a few frames at a time. It's this fucking cool. I know. And it kind of... Like, I don't know. It just definitely adds, like, a gravity to that moment in a way. And then yeah. something about it is, like, organic to the way we actually see things where, like, yeah. I don't know, like, a heavy moment, you kind of everything slows down. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Dude, Fei Wong was so weird and chunking. Yeah. Super weird. <laughs> Such a weird... I, I could imagine falling for her. But nah, can, can we talk about how chunking is uh, copaganda? Copaganda? It what? is cop... <laughs> Well, pretty much any movie with cops is cop copaganda. Yeah, I don't think that's what he was going for. Yeah. <laughs> you talk about copaganda, that is pretty much 90% of daytime television. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Fucking NCIS. Yeah, I never got know. into any of that except uh, X-Files. Yeah. X-Files is my shit. X-Files, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, this is, this is on the backdrop of Tyree Nichols, so it's like, I'm so, yeah. I fucking... Ugh. Yeah, fuck the cops. Fucking <laughs> hate cops. Yeah, of course. This is a firmly anti-cop podcast. Yeah, yeah I see it be for real. A cop. 
I, hate, I did hate when people were saying that way too yeah, much. Yeah, no. That was really annoying. No, because it's just like... We're probably going to have to cut this, but... You know, just like white chicks who want to feel like yeah, they're Yeah, you don't have something. to cut that. You can tear into white women. That's, a, that's <laughs> fair. fair. It's open season 24-7, yeah, 365 on yeah. white women. Wh- white, white chicks who want to feel like who want to feel like they're doing something, but then they're still like, you know, checking their pockets dude, when they walk by a black dude. dude a black, you know what I'm saying? A black yeah. square is not activism. Yeah, it's okay? not. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of embarrassing. That, that was really <laughs> embarrassing. A lot of my friends did that. <laughs> or not a lot of them, but... I mean, yeah, we all had, you know, it, it I happened. Get it. I, uh, yeah. Anyways, we should probably steer away from Yeah, that. let's get off of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Even if we're right, it's just like, yeah, uh, Yeah, I mean, what are we going to add to that conversation? <laughs> so, we were just talking about, yeah, how sad that movie was. Um, yeah, I'm just so sad. Um, <laughs> sniffling, yeah. Um, have you guys seen the Before trilogy? Hmm. Like, the know, Richard Linklater sure. movies? Like, oh, I have not watched those, no. Dudes, so, like, those three movies and then this movie. So I've just been watching a bunch of really sad, like, romantic tragedy bullshit yeah. lately. And it's just, it's just tearing me up, bro. I'm just getting... My heart's <laughs> torn to shred, dude. <laughs> dude, it's so sad. But, dude, you guys should watch the Before Trilogy. It's amazing. It's about these... Uh, I know I should, yeah. Yeah, two... It's about this American who's uh, in Europe, and um, this French chick who's, like, a beautiful traveling. Really yeah, yeah, and they meet on this, um, on the Eurorail, and then they hit it off, and then they just... He, like, convinces her to get off, and he has, uh, like, one night before he goes back to America and then they just spend it talk having philosophical conversations the whole time and it's fucking great it's fucking great yeah I've heard it's it was good my friend just watched it um because he saw um a picture on Instagram of Julie Delpy and he was like who is this woman because he knows I watch a lot of movies I was like oh yeah you should watch uh Before Sunset and he was like, yeah, he did, just because he, so, <laughs> he was so attractive. He said he said it was really good. He said a lot of Ethan Hawke's leather jacket crinkling. <laughs> it's like, sounds amazing, man. <laughs> Is that what you took away from it? Um, yeah, it's 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 fantastic, bro. No, um, what else did Linklater do? Um, Nick told me I needed to watch Dazed and Confused. That's right. Nick told me there was another movie his I needed to watch. Um... Oh, um, the fucking, uh, Boyhood. Not Boyhood. And then, I don't know, some other, some other shit. <laughs> I like him. School of Rock. He directed School of Rock. Did he? He did, yeah. Hell yeah. I'm trying to remember which one he told me to watch, but, yeah. Am I, am I even coming up? No. No. I gotta move. Anyways. Is it in the omnidirectional thing? Yeah, yeah, it okay. is. It's just, I was in a bad position. Anyways, um... Yeah, I would say, um, uh... Okay, what's it? Lost in Translation might work in there, too. Yeah. Wait, what? Did he? No, no, I'm no. saying... Oh, for his, vibes, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, for, uh, sad but sweet. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it's a very similar premise, because it's like, yeah... I mean, well, Lost in Translation in general is, like, pretty similar to the before 
sunrise about two people who meet they yeah, have a totally. day together or whatever and then yeah. it's an amazing connection they just never see each other again yeah now we take out the like physical that is, that, is, that is an interesting dynamic where it's like two heterosexual people that are just like need companionship yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's like it has me wondering you know it's like all these connections that we see in film it's like this amazingly profound and deep connection like I sure hope that exists in real life because we're just getting I know. <laughs> wrecked if not, you know what I mean? No, I'm just adverse to it. I have a bad problem. Like, anyway, this is a therapy session with Gabe. I'm just adverse to any yeah. kind of connection. <laughs> all right, it's, it's, time all... For, it's time for a healing session. Yeah, yeah. Stupid movie podcast for Gabe, you are loved. You Gabe, are valid. Loved. I yeah. feel loved tonight. This is nice. You're... Yeah. <laughs> I feel loved time. too. <laughs> <laughs> you were heard. You were seen. I'm hard. I'm gay. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite thing. You are hard. You are gay. (laughs) You are hard. You are gay. Dude, dude, being gay is actually got to be very hard. Not obviously because of the social ramifications that come with some places, but dude, gay guys are hot, and you got to be hot. I feel like you know. Yeah. Yes. Like that's a high bar. Yeah. yeah. I must be hot then, because I get, I get all kinds of attention. Yeah, I think it's also a kink though. It's like flipping the straight guy. Yeah, just might be, but yeah, they uh, they definitely care about. Well, they just got a level of hygiene and um, yeah. uh, fits. Yeah, good like outfits. Kept. Yeah. yeah. Who's who was that comedian who was like talking about how like some people were giving him shit? Oh, it's probably Dave Chappelle. He was getting shit for like talking about like gay people or something, and he's like, I think being gay is badass. What could be more manly than fucking another man in the ass? <laughs> That's pretty alpha. That, that, is, that, that is the epitome of Greek culture right there. Yeah. Hard to argue with that one. Anyway, there was no homosexual sex in, in the mood for love. But man, there should have been. Oh, yes. God. No. Have you guys seen, uh, was it Happy Together? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. Super. It's pretty horny. It's pretty horny, yeah. It's it's good. Um, yeah, it's what's that? Fuck is that guy's name? Leslie. Leslie. And also Leslie Chung. Leslie Chung, yeah. He's a yeah, fantastic. Well, is, he's Les- also a pop is, star. is Leslie Chung Maggie Chung's? They related? Oh, I don't think so. But he is also like a a pop star. Oh really? Yeah. And he died really young too. Oh, I gotta see what that dude looks like now. This guy. Oh yeah, he was in uh, cause wasn't he in Days of Being Wild? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, that mm-hmm. movie's cool too. That is a good one. He was swagged the fuck out. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's related. Um, it could be just like a no. You know, like how like everyone in America has a last name Smith. Yeah, and Johnson. it's just a common yeah. surname. Yeah. 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 Well, you think they're just related because? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> For some reason, I actually thought that I had heard that. Well, I'm probably wrong. I hear a lot of things. Dude, in my work, where I have to, like, Google name, I basically have to go through a database of names to find people, and whenever someone's like, yeah, my uh, grandpa's here, Dan Smith, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Can it be, like, a Gyllenhaal, like, yeah. something really distinct? Gyllenhaal? Yeah. There's, like, three of those people walking uh, around. Like a Jaren, maybe. All right, boys, let's get on topic. What's up? Uh, Something to talk about in the mood for love. 
Um, visually, I mean, you guys were getting into cinematography and like the the um, just like the effects that were used um, and choices that were made. But uh, I, again, this movie almost made me relapse into smoking. Like that protagonist, um, Mister, was it Chow? Chow. Yes, thank yeah. you. Man, dude, just seeing him smoke and also seeing him yeah, write, yeah, dude. dude. I mean, whenever someone's smoking and writing, I'm like, I want to write and I want to smoke. <laughs> that looks awesome. Yeah. You can do both of those that things anytime awesome. you want. I, you can, but yeah. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like know. limit smoking. And I, I agree. I'll be like, real, bro. There is okay. There, there are few things better. Let me paint a vibe for you, mm. okay? So when I lived in LA, we had this <laughs> balcony, and you could see all of, like the hills of Silver Lake, and um, I would sit out there every morning, write, smoke cigarettes, and drink coffee, and that was like the greatest Hell yeah. fucking thing Hell yeah. ever, bro. Like, cigs and coffee. Very French. Yeah, I was really into the French shit at the time, too. It's great. Highly recommend. It's yeah. terrible for you, though. It's good for your soul, though. Oh, it is, when, yeah. When I, when I worked in a coffee shop, the peak of my day was getting into work right before everyone was there. It was, like, maybe 5.15 or something. And you're just, like, you're just, in, you're just there making coffee, and you're just chain-smoking, and you're just, like, drinking oh, espresso. Yeah. Sounds oh, nice, man. God. That's the only redeeming quality about a coffee, like, a coffee shop job is that you can just drink coffee at nauseam and smoke. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Yeah, I fucking love pounding coffee. It's the oh, best. <laughs> Coffee's one of the few pure joys in this life. <laughs> so, it's kind of funny, because I was, like, off coffee for a while, and then... We were hanging out at your house, and you said that exact sentence. Yeah. And I've been drinking coffee again mm. after that. It is. It's so one of the just like, cause you were. I was like, he's fucking right. Dude. I know, dude. I go to yeah. bed. I go to bed, and I think about the coffee when I drink in the morning. It fucking rocks. I I finally yeah. peaked. I, I finally gotten into um, that category where you're drinking red eye, which is just espresso in coffee. Mm. <laughs> oh God, dude. It's like, dude. It's also it's only a fifty cents like bump at most coffee shops, and it's like the equivalent of two cups of coffee. Yeah, that's pretty dope. So if you ice it. So he like doesn't like get that like bad taste of like a hot coffee that gets cold. Yeah, yeah, it's that's perfect. Dude, I love the taste of espresso. Like without espresso tastes any, great. Yeah, like a lot of people try to mask it up with sugar and shit. Same with coffee. Dude, I love the taste of just fucking I straight too, coffee man. and straight espresso. Yeah, I know. I never put anything in my coffee. My absolute fucking jam. If it's cold outside, I drink hot coffee, and if it's warm out, I'll drink cold brew. And iced black coffee is one of the best things in the world if Bro. you ask me. Which is what they drank in this movie sometimes. Was it really? <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't catch the, co- the coffee in that, yeah. No, it's, it's cool. We're just we're just going on tangents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's like the only way I function is tangents. No, it's okay. Like, I mean, people people listen to podcasts for the tangents. You know? yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. You know, it's not always, you know, fun to be like, here's this fact, here's this fact, you know. Of course, yeah. No, um, that's some great stories. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of shit, like I mean this is also goes with cinematography, but like this movie in many scenes almost made me cry with like the melancholy nature of like yeah. some scenes. Yeah. Where I was just sitting there, observing, uh, or uh, like obviously observing, just how like I don't even know the word like it just had a mute tone to it sometimes. Where, yeah. Like, it just yeah. has like very well, silent. For me, I think a lot of the times it'll be like framed like behind something or like uh, it'll be from like behind the shelf or some shit yeah. so you kind of see him through something and it gives you like a, you feel like a voyeur almost yeah. and yeah. then uh, just like really subtle sadness like well done because that's like how you would handle it alone but like your mm-hmm. spouse is cheating on you and you're at work and you kind of have like a little breakdown where you don't right. really wear it but like you totally see it there yeah 
a lot of stuff like that. It's just when they first found out about the affair. Yeah. Yeah. Like but, subtle facial acting. Like there was a crying in the shower too. Yeah. Which I felt like crying yeah. in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like the um, yeah. the emotions are almost set up like a like a slingshot. Like they'll Wong will like slowly draw it back, and you'll feel the tension building. Mm she'll get sadder and it's all subtle so it's like a very subtle stretch and then all of a sudden he'll release it and then she'll just break down crying yeah, yeah. you and don't even like, like notice you've been building to that yeah you need to fan him and I'll also he'll do that with his scenes to where he's like drawing this one scene out of sadness and then they cut to next scene yeah yeah where they're like, like doing that reverse that yeah yeah another cut to the fucking clock yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I do I was talking about like the framing of it that shit was awkward. It was, I don't know. It gave you like a cool perspective on it. There was. Also, oh, sorry. Well, I was just saying like, yeah, you're always like, there's a lot of like shit obstructing your vision, sort of. Yeah. And I love when he does the, where it's like through a window and part of the window is angled in a weird way, so you sort of see double. Yep. And the way people move through that double, it's so cool. And Fallen Angels, there's that one where, uh, the guy like tells her, play this song and this is how I feel about you. We can't be together. And she like, she's like smoking the cig, and like collapses down on the table. Mm-hmm. And her hands in her head, like moves through that weird window thing where it cuts her in two. Yeah, she's just so far. Something, something else I noticed about this movie is like, it's so, so like you know his previous films being like Chunking Express and Fallen Angels. It's just so like, this movie is so structured compared to those other ones because at least visually because they're so like wild like freehand shot like just fucking like all over the place and it's chaotic and dope and this one is so very classical like it's almost like um it's like a waltz you know oh it's absolutely like very the music helped with that a lot yeah. yeah and i think uh i saw a lot of the scenes were where it would be like um in a i don't know obviously like a lot of the scenes are emotional uh, but it would be like something that's more plot and like emotion driven and then just like a random shot of them passing each other in the stairway yeah. while that like same classical yeah. song is playing right. yeah, well, definitely and without that music like that amazing. scene would have just been and yeah. so without the, without the music and without the slow motion mm. yeah slow motion. they're just walking by each other mm. but like that just totally drags out yeah the like the subtle like glances yeah I, I wanted to like loop back about something you said there too about how like structured this film felt because um, this is a, a little bit of piece of trivia too is that a lot of this and you said this earlier too just to kind of hammer on it is that this movie wasn't that scripted as in a lot of these scenes were just on the day he'd come in and be like this is what we're shooting because the Chinese government would like basically to get past the censors they'd have to read every script to see if it had like any seditious material really? yeah yeah yo okay so, that's really interesting so to so to get past the censors, I think this might be part of his methodology too. He just didn't have a script. Yeah. Well, what happened in there? Do you think? Oh, huh, that's fucking interesting. What do you think may have been censored in there? I don't know. I think I think maybe China has this conservative idea about like faithful marriages, sure. which would have gone that's, very. It's kind of where my head went. That was the only thing yeah. I really think of there. But like yeah. I don't. I mean, I, mean uh, I, I don't want to talk about like Chinese culture. It's not my place really on that one. But yeah, it's just I just find that interesting that he's like, no, nah, we're freehanding this. We're like. Well, it's it's, inter- well, may- yeah. So so it's interesting because like then in other films it's so, it's ve- his other films are very sexual, so I'm like wondering what like, where this censoring 
like what exactly it would have been. Yeah, if I was to take a guess, I think the family unit's probably supposed to be very important in China, as they yeah. have a very like traditional sense to their like society. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd imagine like that might kind of piss off some censors who have a more like conservative bent. Yeah, I can see that because there's really not like that much that even happened. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the script's just like you know they walk by each other. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, if you think about the plot, like, what were, like, the markers there? Like, they move in. They move in next to each other. They find out. There's a few things, like... They try to figure out how it happened, what's happening. They go through all those scenarios. Yeah. They start to feel attraction towards each other, but they're unsure of whether it's because, like... Yeah, and then they have... Yeah, they have a few, like, rehearsals. The one thing, the one thing too, that could have been upsetting to the censors was that they're talking about how Hong Kong was very unstable during the Mao. Like, um, oh really? So during the kids come to power, they're like Hong Kong's too scary to be in. It's like oh, yeah, they that could have that, a bad yeah. light in the Communist Party. But aside from that, like that's that's about it. Interesting. That was like seditious. Hmm. Anyways, <laughs> dude, yeah, I want to go to China so bad. Yeah, I know like, what you mean. I want to go to Taiwan. Haha. Same. <laughs> I'm talking, trying to be sensitive now. I don't know. A heel turn on that one. Yeah, in a, in a couple weeks, Gabe's going to release a Twitter video of him speaking fluent Mandarin and apologizing. Hao. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just know, like, Ni Hao. Dude, I really impressed. So we had a, we had this um, man that came to, um, obviously, where I work. Um, then he was he um, he was from China. I could just tell mainly by um, um, accent because you know I just played a Mandarin of hello greeting and it was ni hao and he's like oh wow that was awesome I'm like dude don't give me credit like don't yeah. don't hype me up yeah. I will take it but I'll take any hype I can get bro <laughs> <laughs> no nah. see so we covered the cinematography we covered the music we covered the writing. We covered overarching themes a bit. Um, what else? What else can we talk about here? Acting, phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal acting. The subtlety of the acting was great. Yeah, I know. That was like a, a lot of what I noticed. How subtle it was. It was really fucking tight. Like, uh, and then how um, nothing was like totally explained. Like the whole thing where, well, like one part I loved was when. Uh, Miss Chan's husband, or no, maybe it was Mr. Chow's wife, I don't remember, but it was like, oh, hey, babe, I'm working late tonight, and then he goes to the office, he's like, oh, she left early, and then all the ways that they, like, uh, applied the stuff they're doing, yeah. it was cool how, like, uh, you didn't even, like, see the other couple, really, and yeah. they weren't so explicit about anything. A lot of shit's implied. Yeah. Like, so yeah, that was my initially I was confused because like my my gut instinct was a fair, but like since it wasn't like like given to you directly, I was just very like I think it was also part of the nature of the film too is that they they only wanted it to be like a suggestion, not yeah. so much like a. Yeah, the first time I watched it, I read like whatever I watched it on. There was like a bio and it explained what happened, and I think it would have been cool to go in totally cold to that movie. Yeah, and I'd like slowly get it while they get it and watch them just like fucking have meltdowns with straight faces. That was, that was another thing that, um, like, the fact that it was filmed in China, especially, like, 60s China, like, they're so, like, polite and, like, not, uh, yeah, I don't know. They don't know. Not using work. their first names. They're, like, yeah, Mr. Well, the, yeah, Jane. they also don't, like, wear their emotions on their sleeves. Mm-hmm. 
And so I just like uh, definitely brought some out of them. Yeah, that that, that that's one of those. So there were like, um, so there's Michelangelo Antonioni made a lot of films kind of about like the pain of modernity and shit. And um, it really, a lot of his characters in his movies are very, very much like that. Like very sort of like this bourgeois, like structured social personality kind of thing. Yeah, and they don't want to betray that they might have a messy life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. That is definitely one of my favorite things to see depicted in any kind of media. Is like that, like um, that clean mask, but that just like dirty. Like when you pull Interior. it off, there's just this like there's just like yeah. pain there, and you're like, wow, that's yeah. I don't know why that resonates so much for me. Maybe it has to do with my own like I don't know. I, well, I mean, it I'm probably right, makes you know, I think we I think we yeah. all understand how that feels. It's yeah. interesting because people, you know, people nowadays are very like, you know, they'll spill their shit out. Out to like yeah. millions of people on TikTok, yeah. you know. Yeah. But even still, like, um, I don't know if that's a defense. It's, it's, yeah. it's reassuring to know you're not alone and mm. that stuff because everyone presents differently. Mm-hmm. Like when you like get to know someone, like your idea of them will change so much. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone seems so confident. Yeah. That is also a thing that get, I definitely get to my own head when I see confidence displayed in others. Like, no matter what it be, like work life, personal life, and I'm like, fuck, am I just fucking like. And then I'm like, uh, I don't know. No, but dude, it's cra- so it's crazy. Um, yeah, it's just kind of turning into a therapy session, but whatever. We're, we're, I'm just gonna go with it, um, bro. So like, a lot of people will have told me a lot that they like think I'm like super confident, and then I'll just like on the inside like not feel that way at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Like, like you just can't. So like, th- the point is like fucking so many people feel that way. So many people you think are confident, maybe. Yeah, right. that's a double-edged sword. So on the one way you'll like judge yourself more, but on the other hand, uh, it's a pretty like reassuring to know that like oh if I just like fake it till I make it, <laughs> <laughs> you're like you really can. You can just choose what you fucking care about, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, this is getting this is getting deep. I like it. Um, I would love to. I would love for my uh, girlfriend to cheat on me with the spouse of a beautiful woman and then I can have some very <laughs> tense dinners with her yeah sounds pretty painful but like I don't know this, this, that shit gets so heavy at the end yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would just want to live in the vibe of this movie though oh of course yeah god I don't know he, he will make you be like oh I gotta fucking go to China dude <laughs> I know shit I gotta check it out yeah. I gotta go to Cambodia I gotta go to the ruins in Cambodia that was awesome uh, they I know they lingered on their shots a lot but I wanted I oh, genuinely wanted yeah. to study like the, the detail of that, <sighs> yeah. that structure because like I find something really interesting when a culture like has these sites where you can definitely tell like like when you look at like like the Parthenon, right? You're like, wow, this was like revered, right? Yeah, I know. And this is a, this might have something to do with God, but more so than that, it has something to do with human creation. And I just like looking at structures like that. Like the Vatican's a good instance too. The uh, and those are just Euro brain stuff, but like I don't know, Cambodia be cool yeah. too. Totally though. We're very much missing that in the United States. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we, we try. Well, it's because our ancient cultures are like nomadic, and they don't mm. always have stuff that sticks around, but. Yeah. Imagine if you didn't like fucking, you know, five hundred years ago. You can't like see the other part of the world. You go to a church. It's like, oh shit! Like God yeah. is fucking here. Yeah. yeah. 
you feel it in a real like a church like that like a gothic church you're like wow okay oh yeah yeah and again so this and I, I keep bringing this I keep bringing this guy up because it's a similar theme but Michelangelo Antonioni um, he made one of my most favorite films of all time that just deeply affected me it's called La Note and you very much see it's in this period of um, like 60s Italy I think it's Milan and you see all these like ancient structures like crumbling down and then have all these very sleek modern skyscrapers going yeah. up and it's just a very interesting time to like mm-hmm. I don't know it's it's interesting and then that's like that's another use of I, I'm pretty sure Juan Carwhite fucked with Antonioni but there's this um, also this use of symmetry in that film where there is this man um, played, played by I think is Marcelo Mastroianni and the basic plot is that he's married to this woman but their marriage is fizzling out and then he pursues an affair with this younger new woman and um, the themes of like kind of old traditional values and modernity kind of springing up is mirrored by his like love affair with these two women I think it's fucking sick um, so yeah I don't know I just felt like going on that tangent no it did yeah I'm, yeah, I'm glad he did Thanks. It's, it's I, I do love just like the idea of and this could just be my own personal feelings and I'm manifesting them and stuff I see is modernity, modernity being a double-edged sword of advanced like prosperity but also there's just this emptiness that might come along with it that is mm. found and like it's weird how you could feel so alone in such a populated place yeah, yeah. I mean on it top is. of like architecture that's where that comes through yeah. mm. like Nisha doesn't quite have like character a lot of the times it's all based off of like maximizing profits yeah, you know, yeah. it's all takes up the least amount of space well I just mean like gentrification like too. Yeah, bodega gets replaced yeah. by fucking Whole Foods or whatever the fuck you know yeah, fucking Target. There's, there's there's also something very just like interesting when you go to a place like I mean Japan's a good instance and also you saw this a bit very limited and lost in translation where where there is like that modernity like juxtaposed against like structures yeah. that are very like cultural and have ethnic ties yeah. and you see this like slate of building of glass and you're like yeah where where is where is where's us yeah in that? well and then like a block away there's the like temples and the, yeah. the monks yeah. yeah it's just so cool yeah she, she has to cause she's she's so unhappy in those in that sleek modern environment it's like almost like a like a lab like a sterile hard it's hard to say, like a sterile environment with mm-hmm. no emotion you know and she goes to this more organic traditional place yeah I, I totally see what you're saying also another sorry I, another thing I wanted to add about Lenote that was sick is like they um there's a lot of shots of like reflections and like you'll show like a character kind of walking aimlessly down the street but then you'll see it through like a reflection in the glass and I thought that was so sick because it really like it's like a visual representation of how empty they feel because yeah, like they're like translucent and yeah, shit I agree separation you know what's not used enough in modern stuff for like artistic effect is mirrors like we could, we we should really just make a whole building of internalized mirrors. I love mirrors. And you never feel comfortable. That'd be great. It's it's like it's like it's like a fun house, but it's like a literal structure, and you're just like overloaded constantly. Yeah. I would love to be in that place. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah, me too, bro. Yeah, I, I think honestly, a lot of my favorite shots have been mirror shots. Like that one. Sh- this is one shot in Citizen Kane where Charles Foster Kane is like 
his life is fucking destroyed. He wants to fucking die, and he's just walking down this hallway, and then you see he walks through this mirror hallway, and you see like all these reflections of him. Yes. Oh my yeah, god. It's fucking yeah. of him. Yeah. Yeah. I like you watch a movie like this, and it just makes you like sad for what like modern movies are more. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't always like use. I don't know cool angles and shit and like. Yeah. It's more straightforward, but maybe that's also because. Watch a lot of fucking bullshit that like Netflix puts out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this could be this could be an interesting thing because this happens a lot in um, Eastern paintings. Is the is not the focus of the subject, but like the surrounding. Like I feel like that might have been part of this filming style too. Is that like you're saying with the voyeuristic feeling? It wasn't always that you were looking at the subject too. Sometimes there was something just in your face yeah. that wasn't in focus. Um, so I think that, I don't know it, it, like that's the issue with Marvel movies is that it's so driven by the subject where it's like it is, it's, yeah. it's the door right, well, right? Yeah, in the yeah. scene there's yeah. like all this shit in the background going on but it's yeah. all blurred and you have no focus yeah. on well, it it's funny too because like they don't have real backgrounds you know what yeah. I mean it's just all like yeah. green screen shit so they literally have to be focused on the yeah. subject and it's just like I don't know I yeah. like I love when like some dots put into a setting me too I love just looking at the rooms and like the way they're they set up their rooms and shit. It's so yeah. cool. Fucking well, a- Asians yeah. fucking rock. They're yeah. so cool. Like, they're, <laughs> yeah. They're yeah, like yeah, their yeah. art and the way they set up like their homes yeah. where it's like cluttered in such a sick way. Yeah. Dude, the claustrophobia of that hallway too. I know. Yeah. Whenever, whenever they went in that hallway, I felt it. Which one? Like, like the red one? No, no, no. no. The stair- stairway, stairway. Yeah. That one, and then in the tenement house where they're just like all crammed on top totally. of each other. There was so many um, scenes of like squeezing by each other. Which also was suggested for the building of like connections because when you're in someone's vicinity frequently, and this is just psychology, like there's gonna be that proximity yeah. effect where it's like, ah, you know, yeah. I know this person. There was a one mundane yeah. ass scene that was like somehow like so intimate where he like sneaks past her and she's reading a newspaper and she has to like fold a newspaper back for a second yeah. to get by. Yeah. Just something like so so like that. Oh, like, that's so yeah. nice. Yeah, that shit rocked. I really love the that one shot of um, Maggie Chung walking through the hallway as she leaves his like writing apartment in the like with the red curtains and then she just like walks down the hallway and then she just stops with one leg back. Yeah. And it's like perfectly like connected to the music. Uh, something about it was the whole thing was so like organic. Yeah. Felt like very real. Yeah. Fucking like weird little yeah. isms like that like yeah, he somehow uh, yeah he somehow managed to have this like super acute and like strong style while also making it feel really yeah. organic. Props to the actors too because uh, being that the process was so like on the fly and like how this was like the jazz of the movies they were dialed in. I yeah yeah that because it, it always amazes me when actors can do that. I, my memory's not that good. Like that shit's really fucking hard. Like, um, I could never ever do that, dude. I was, I, I was like just sitting in the, I was like a background, whatever for, um, I think it's General Hospital, and I, I was like looking at their shooting schedule and they shoot like, twenty pages at least a day, which like is insane. Mm-hmm. Like that is an insane amount of pages, and the actors have to learn these lines every fucking day. Yeah, that sounds fucking brutal. Yeah. 
It's Wait, nuts. Like, that, that's their time frame is that day, get it? Yeah, they get their scripts every day. Because they're shooting every day, like, 20 pages a day. You know, obviously, it's quantity over quality. Yeah, right? honestly, but yeah, they're yeah, pumping them yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, in terms of, like, that's technical ability to memorize lines, that's pretty wild. Just stressful, too, in a way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to memorize, like, a fucking, like... Mm, yeah, what? Because I'm beef. Oh, yeah. fuck. No, not, not actually, but like, still, it's like, it's just like, I can do 20 pages of material. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. I have trouble with remembering, like, specific things. Dude, I do I, better with, like, the, like, abstract concept of what, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's a more like, important part of reading, gist, too, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when you read, like, a, when, can you, can you, can you memorize every detail of, like, a chapter of a book you read? No, but you know what happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, what it means and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, I, I'm sure I would guess that this script was pretty specific and they stuck to it pretty well in this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. It seemed like very improvising. They didn't talk that much, honestly. Yeah. yeah. It was very reserved, the whole thing. Yeah. But another thing about, like, the hiding behind the shots, like, who else would, like, film a whole scene from under the bed where you just watch their feet? I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if she, like, can't come out of this room because, uh... Everyone's watching. Yeah, they're all like everyone's playing mahjong. Y- yeah, yeah. I want to play that game. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know the rules. I I just want to play it now. I, I, I think I'm a board I, game. I think I played mahjong. Is it, isn't that the one where you? It's a hilarious tangent. <laughs> isn't that the <laughs> one where you like find the matching ones and then you get to take them away? Uh, oh, I don't know. But we're, that might be yeah. That might be some trivia. What else can we talk about? With uh, was there anything we didn't like about this movie? <laughs> I'm hard pressed to think of anything. Um, AJ had one point when he talked about in his video was the pacing. Um, I'm gonna disagree with him on that. Um, I, I thought this movie. Shoes. Okay, I don't want to rip. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I just thought this movie was um, everything that did uh, can po- potentially drag. I felt it was just very intentional, and I I don't know if that was just what I was reading into it. But when I feel like a director's doing something with an intention, and it feels like it's like in line with the yeah. theme of the film, I feel like it's fine. I feel like that works. Yeah. yeah. So I will say that um, the first time I watched this, I watched this in like 2019, and this was like one of the first like, um, like quote film, film bro, or like film, sure. you know, that I, I saw, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. And I didn't know shit at the time, like I didn't really know how to appreciate it, so I, I definitely liked it, but I... I, it was really slow, but I, I just wasn't used to something that slow before. And um, yeah. this time, I did not have that problem at all. I was completely engrossed I know. the whole fucking time. The movie totally hooks you. Yeah. Yeah. First time I watched it, it was kind of funny. I working a shitty job that I'm still working at. And uh, <laughs> I had seen Chunking, loved it, and I wanted to watch other movies of his. And so I had my phone in my lap and my headphones on and I had the, my phone sitting in my lap and I watched the whole movie that way which <laughs> is not a great way to do it and it was nice to see it on like a actual TV roommate's got a sick TV by the way bro David Lynch would execute you for that what you, oh, watching this, on a phone yeah, yeah there's yeah. just this quote of his where he's like you cannot fully take in and get a complete cinematic experience on a fucking phone. I kind of agree. Yeah. Even a laptop yeah. is tough. Unless no, he's right, but unless you're like in bed and the laptop's on your chest. Yeah, yeah. That's decent, but no, I agree with that. Yeah. That's uh Yeah. 
I mean, like a lot of movies are. A lot of bad movies you can watch that way. You yeah. Know? And that's probably what I was, but... Content? Yeah, well, just <laughs> well, something you could listen to. Yeah. And not, like, look at even. Yeah. Shit's more hand-fisted. That's, that's what Netflix movies are. Content. It's content. It's not... No, that's the literal... Art. That's the... I, I'll add nauseam shit on Netflix. That's a literal business model is background uh, entertainment. That's I know. for they, fucking. No, not just. <laughs> I mean. Netflix and chill is a yeah, huge brand. Yeah. A little bit of that, but then also just like, oh, this, this is right in front of me. Yeah. Let me no, check this one out. Like, one of them. Oh, yeah. I got So, like, one of their shows recently that came out it was a smash hit and then there is no audience retention because I know they yeah turned it on and it's just, hilarious statist- yeah. statistically it's one of those shows that had the um, are you still here prompts coming up yeah <laughs> people just turned it on and walk away yeah that totally was, my, my sister um, so you fall asleep too oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it, was, it was like some protagonist in Paris and you're like okay sure whatever whatever Emily in Paris yes thank you yeah uh, yeah, that show has the statistically the highest "Are you still watching?" counters. That's funny. That <laughs> is uh, honestly like brutal if you created something and that's the title you get. Yeah, that's your superlative. Yeah, I, I, I get like, you know, hey, I, I get it, but it's like we need our filler, dude. It, it, yeah, it's we, just like we need uh, the slot. Like fuck them though. It's like yeah, it's sure. like you're making a con- you're making a platform for TV shows and movies, and you're just like. Okay, we're just gonna pump out garbage. No, dude, Netflix. You know? is, Netflix is not a, a company that makes things. Like their business model was um, showing you things. They're a curator at best, so it is no surprise they can't make good content. I know. Yeah. Like I don't know why they chose that direction. It's like you guys had it. You're curators. That's great. Just do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm so sick of. It's just <laughs> like like I, dude. I. You know, three of us, we we're, we are lovers of cinema, right? But it's like... I have to real quick. The most in- capitalistically infected art form. And it's like... It has its inherent flaws. No, you know? I know. It's incredibly sad to think about. And maybe there's like a light at the end of the tunnel there, but... It is just sad to watch an old movie and be like... This... This this team would never have got this yeah. through in today's world because of money and whatever. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it's unfortunate that, like, so, so yes, it's, like, arguably the best time ever to be, like, a filmmaker because you can make films for way cheaper now. You don't have to buy a film anymore, you know, just get a bunch of friends together. Yeah. Um... That's cool, but it's unfortunate that you have to sacrifice the beauty of like film to yeah. film on a digital camera, but for cheap, you know. I, know. I just want get, the best get, of both worlds. Yeah. Like. So no, the solace is all those old movies will exist forever. You can always yeah. watch them. Hopefully, you can always watch them. Yeah. But yeah, you gotta get a lot of people to agree to make something. And I'll make yeah. LCD, you know, lowest common denominator. You gotta pay so many people to specialized people who make a lot of money, you know. <coughs> yeah. It's uh it's unfortunate, but I don't know. I have some hope. Yeah. You know, Spielberg said like it's hard too. Yeah. When everything seems like it's watered down and I know, I know. But like, you know, Gabe's brought this up a few times, like 
Spielberg predicted that um, we were going to go through another 60s, like, cinema fucking gets fucked and then gets reborn with this artistic period. And yeah. I could buy into that. Like, yeah. What about you? You could probably use a renaissance. Yeah. Okay. Right now. Okay. Maybe we have 10 more years of purgatory, though, first. Yeah. <laughs> could I talk about something that's economics-based? Yeah. And... This is funny, and, and and this might bore everyone to tears. It's it's that media, like old media, has failed to realize that they're in competition with new media, like YouTube. Yeah. They you like just like our generation knows that like as far as watch time, that has far more yeah, active watchers than like, than like cable news. Yeah. So yeah. The, and that's why everything's failing, and that's why everyone is afraid to put real budgets into anything. Is that is because. There's never a return because every investment you make is not going to have the audience because you're competing in a marketplace that is like constantly changing and people with webcams are competing with yeah, you. Yeah, and they can they can fire off their thoughts yeah. immediately. Well, and then they're competing, like actually competing as far as revenue. So it's like you you can't make dog shit. You have to make something impressive, or no one's going to be there for it. The issue is everyone everything you're trying to make is played out. Yeah. So you have nothing unique, and you have a very competitive market. No shit, nothing's gonna be like like yeah. good. Yeah, and like a lot of the, you know, Hollywood folk were seriously resisting the streaming shit when it first started happening. They're like, no way, like, but I, bro, it's so obviously the future, and you should just fucking em- go with the times and embrace it. I mean, I would like, say the three of us were raised on streaming. Like, I don't. Uh, like obviously when we were kids we still watched stuff on TV but um, none of us like like after we came into ourselves you know like you turn around 15 and you start to become you yeah by that time it's all streaming like yeah I don't know like experiences of like fucking catching Goodfellas at 1am airing on TV yeah not gonna do that it's almost like better now that we can watch whatever whenever. yeah but yeah mm-hmm. Although it's like almost less special because I oh, know, yeah. Because like you know, you remember how excited you get when like, I don't know, like fucking like I I remember how excited I get like every once a year back when I was a little kid. You know, I was really into Star Wars as a little kid. I'm mm-hmm. not so much anymore. Um, you know, they play like the Star Wars on Sci-Fi like no, once no, cause, a year. Well, because you can't you get watch so it hyped for it. Yeah, yeah, you can't watch it whenever you want. So your standards are a little lower when. uh you're just like surfing channels in the middle of the night. Yeah. That's the thing too. Like there's no longer that drip feed effect where it's like, um, the show's going to come out every once a week. I got to get my time ready and I'm, you know, yeah. I'm going to sit there. It's like, no, it's, it's all there yeah. at, at any time you want. Well, another thing for me is like when I go on like a streaming thing, there'll be like four movies. I'm like, I could watch any of these and then I'll start one and get a minute in and be like, nah, not this one. Yeah. And then you're like hopping around because I'm searching for something perfect where, if it was just this is your choice, you would be fine with it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's also. It, so it, it it's like di- the joy is like almost diluted, but in a way, I feel like this is gonna lead to some like, really good shit because like imagine if any of the great filmmakers or artists from way back then, had immediate access to like, the greatest music ever made at yeah. their fingertips at all times, yeah. like. They had to, like, think about it, like, you know, in order to become, like, pretty knowledgeable, like, you know, read a lot of books, you had to fucking go to the library or whatever. They didn't, they couldn't just read about some fucking complex concept on a fucking article on 
Google. Yeah. You know, same like, for yeah. streaming. Or case. some kid who finds a director he likes can go watch all of his yeah. movies immediately and doesn't have to, I don't know, people will be more exposed to stuff for sure. So maybe, like, so maybe having that that exposure, um, if, if what you can you pay attention to what you consume, you know, I wonder if that will lead to some, like, Hopefully, it leads to some better shit. I yeah. mean, I, if it doesn't, I'm gonna probably lead to some good critiques of how things are now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're like raising that, and you get that like just fucking rage at how shitty things are. Dude, I've I've been getting really uh, so I obviously I was raised streaming, then YouTube obviously is in that compass, and then the reviews like it's in. I know uh, that's what I do now. Fucking okay, now, <laughs> but uh, dude, like so much review content is um is um justifiably critical and i'm not trying to go against the fact that like that's that's what i do so I, i'm not gonna fucking you know uh bite the hand that feeds me but uh <laughs> yeah no i just um i don't know i feel like everyone's hypercritical to an extent which i understand but mm, i don't know no i feel you yeah i mean and, and again like i feel like you have to be like if you want to have taste in in anything nowadays like you have to be able to sort out the 99% of like thousands and thousands of things that suck ass in order to find the one thing that's good. So you have to be able to fucking be critical enough to go through. I think, I think it's a natural, natural thing. It also doesn't help that like a bunch of shit right now sucks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, I'm I'm just, (laughs) so I'm just picturing AJ just like listening to this right now. He's just like, what the fuck are you guys talking yeah. about? <laughs> he's probably thinking about like, where am I gonna put my bar? Yeah. For this, because there's a lot of stuff that's just <laughs> not created to the movie, but like it's conversation. <laughs> oh, just see what he would choose, you know? Yeah. This is definitely getting this cut. This is getting cut. <laughs> Whatever. He he deserves it for bailing, even if it was <laughs> for a good reason. Yeah. <coughs> At this point, he'd probably call in. He probably, he probably, no, this is, we're giving him his hangout. Hey, should we, um, should we listen to his bit and then respond to it? Yeah, I agree. Where's my fucking, where's my cellular device? Oh, here it is. All right. Pulling it up now. What up, stupid babies? It's your boy, AJ. Sadly, I had to miss tonight's recording so that I could see my partner and previous podcast guest, Adelaide and their final performance of Into the Woods. Um, but I know you're all clamoring to find out what I think of In the Mood for Love. And I guess my review is that it's good. It's a good movie. Um, I really love the atmosphere, the melancholic tone, the two sexiest leading actors of all time. Nobody can wear a tie like Tony Long in this. Uh, if I had any gripes, I guess I would say that it could afford to pick up the pace a little bit, in my opinion. Um, that's the only thing keeping it from being like a 5 out of 5 all-time AJ movie is that it is very slow and intentionally slow. I, I appreciate that, but at the same time, I do. I have a small attention span and a short brain, which another one of my uh, gripes isn't even a gripe with the movie. It's more just my stupid American brain that every time this movie would like fade to black, I kept expecting it to go to a commercial break, like a weed ad and start playing or something. But that's not the movie's fault, that's just my uh, dumb gorilla brain. Yeah, so that's my review. 
I think this is a good first start to our criteria cast and I'm excited to do more. And now I'll just record some generic lines if you want to splice them throughout the episode. I agree with that, Noah. Ah, good point, good point. Dude, Gabe, you cannot say that. What? Crazy. Dude, no, no. Well, Woody Allen. And that's it. Uh, bye. Uh, oh, that's, far. that's our boy. <laughs> Gabe, you cannot say that. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that he, he says that. He said that so many times. I do. I, do, I would love to hear those raw files. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. Not, okay. not, I'm, AJ, AJ deletes deletes them because he's like, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get get rid of that shit yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, AJ, I think that's a pretty good, pretty good take. Um, do we do we agree with uh, too slow? I don't. No. But, um, I understand. I would have last time I watched it though. For sure. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I get it, too. And he did say it's probably because of monkey brain, which... Totally. No, um, I do like... I, I like how, like, even AJ, though, couldn't help to have a tangent in there, too. It's like, that's just the format. Like, let's be real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was really enjoying those, like, splice these comments in. Yeah. yeah that was a good bit. <laughs> I agree with that, Noah. But yeah, it was definitely slow, but honestly, it just looks so cool that... My attention span didn't get in my way. It helped that it was only a hundred minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so emotionally engaging too. Like that's the thing, you know, like y'all this is why like y'all disagreed with me so much on somewhere, is because like I was emotionally invested in it, so I didn't mind the slowness. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like if if you are really in a story, like the slowness adds to it, I think. Yeah, I think I don't think that really get in the way for me either. Yeah. Um. Dude, can I say something though? And um, this is no slight on uh, Sophia, but man, it feels so nice to change directors. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure oh, it does. Fuck, dude, that's such a. Not that I didn't watch other movies, like I watched The Northman during that time. That was a standout yeah. good one I saw. It was just. Uh, but like you know, you're given a certain amount of your like movie watching time yeah. every week to yeah. one director you know what I mean like, so Zach, it's like you definitely like, get old so yeah. Zach, Zach Snyder's gonna be really fun in the first half where it's like ah, who, who, who the fuck produced this what the fuck's going on yeah like, I, why, can, I can see myself why is, why is there a zombie show. baby why is there a zombie baby why did you do this yeah, you <laughs> got a lot of movies to go through too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's so, gonna be funny because we have hella guests though. But by so, the, so like we'll have new yeah. takes every time. It'll be it'll be fresh. It'll be I, funny. I just know by the time Army of the Dead comes by, I'm gonna be really like just starting to get a little irritated. Yeah, no, me too, hundred <laughs> percent. Which you know, if if that goes into like just us getting really mad, I think that'll be funny. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah you guys have only aimed me on for good movies so far. Yeah, I'm right. not for a bad one. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah, we we uh we gotta get you to watch. Uh, so don't worry, I'm like mad at you for making me watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we gotta get you on. Bro, you can call uh, whatever, bro. Yeah, yeah. We got. I mean, we, we, yeah, we, where where are you guys? It? Are you actually gonna watch all of Zack Snyder's? Yeah, yeah. That's and that includes. I mean, AJ is taking this on by by himself, and he's making Addy do it with him. Is the uh, Snyder cut of the Justice League? That is crazy. Four hour watch, I think. Yeah, he's it's, gonna record yeah. their audio. Oh, nice. <laughs> I mean, you have to split that up into like three 
sessions, four hours of a DC movie. Dude, it, so that movie was so long that we, me and my buddies, um, we started watching it. We achieved the blunt and then watched it for a little bit. I was like, okay, this fucking sucks. Ha ha ha, that sucks. This is funny. Why is it a 4 3 aspect ratio? Ha ha. And yeah, I got really tired of like bored. 45 minutes. Then right? I fell asleep for probably like an hour. Woke up, still Woke up, <laughs> smoked, smoked again, got really high. So I go, ha ha, what the fuck? <laughs> fuck you, Zack Snyder. Got bored, fell asleep again, woke up again, and then the movie was still going. That's disgusting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite... Watch four hours of anything. One of, my, one of my favorite absent watch fests was when I hit a gravity bong. And I... Uh, <laughs> you, guys, you guys finished the first three movies by the time I came back to life. Yeah, it's, I was, it's what, it's Star Wars? Yeah, I was yeah. just completely passed out, greened out. We watched the prequels, Gabe, just... And then turned, like, I, I came skin turned green. Yeah, I came back to life as the third was starting to wrap up. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Wait, what series? <laughs> uh, the Star they watched Wars. all, all uh, six episodes in one day. Oh my god! Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, well, we were in while well, I was in Cancun a week ago. It was, uh, we were like getting drunk in the beach all day, so we watched all of the Pirates of the Caribbeans. So I watched the first half of all of them because <laughs> we were watching them at night, and I would fall asleep about halfway through every time. Did you did, you, did you watch like not mainline and like the, like the fourth and fifth one? Yeah, Jesus. We even watched the fourth and fifth ones. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> the first few, the first few I fuck with a lot. Yeah. Davy Jones. Yeah, yeah. I like it. The organ playing with his tentacles. Yeah, that's and shit. fire. That's pretty dope. Yeah, and Johnny Depp just—he's so funny in there. Yeah, bro, he's I, such I, a stupid yeah. character. I, I fucking like hate <laughs> like blockbusters, but like that one is like—that's a good blockbuster, dude. That's a really good one. It was imp- like, it, it was an impressive run too. Like, yeah, they yeah. I think it was the first time Disney caught on fire with live action stuff, yeah. right? Was it yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, because Pirates of the Car- Caribbean wasn't like a remake of anything. Yeah, yeah probably it was just like some OG yeah. shit, and they just did it. They didn't even like make a lot of live action stuff. No, before like 2010. Yeah. Which can I just say is I hate it. (laughs) Dude, like Disney live action. You're excited for live action Mulan? That was that one was so crazy. How that one that one that that one got actually like canceled, right? They got canned. Did that not come out? I don't think so. No, well, it sort of got canceled because Disney was like put in the credits they were like thanking the Hong Kong police or something okay so they could sell it in China yeah so people were like what the fuck I don't know I don't think people should be like defiling graves like that like no like digging into an old thing that's loved like Mulan oh yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah Um, I couldn't agree more I mean yeah like, well, even, even like, the when they were doing, like, the CGI shit, like, it's like, Dude. sorry, the, uh, you know what I'm saying, like, the 3D animation shit, and it's like, it just isn't, like, what you guys, you're not Disney anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not, like, those car- those original cartoons are, like, yeah, for sure. masterpieces, like, you know, they're animation masterpieces. You, 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 know what, you know what, um, live adaptation that they don't have the balls to try to do is Cars. <laughs> do a fucking do a do do, do, <laughs> so do a live adaptation of that shit. Impress yeah, me with that. <laughs> just you see him with like yeah, it's, it's only a matter detail. of time. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, seeing Lightning McQueen with like like 
crow's feet and like Owen Wilson's <laughs> nose jetting out of the hood of the what car. If, what, if, what if it was like uh, <laughs> they literally just like took footage of real cars and like didn't have faces on it or anything? No, and the cars were just talking to each other. just cars. Do you trust someone to CGI a mouth onto a car? <laughs> no. I think it would be better like just you, to have them be normal. <laughs> like you see the grill going up and down. Like what? The yeah, that's <laughs> Dude, they've got so many fucking movies coming. I wouldn't even be surprised. Like they, they have like for the next several years, like so many fucking movies. I know. It's, a, it's always funny to see those pictures of like all the upcoming. But you know that like emotional scene where uh, Lightning McQueen pushes the blue guy who wrecked the yeah. car <laughs> imagine that with real cars and it was like sad music playing and one of the cars all busted up and the other one shoves it across and it's like and it's filmed from like a distance so it's like anticlimactic itself well, it's just him like, like nudging to each other well, it's also you the blue car is just scraping on the pavement and just like sparks flying <laughs> yeah there's a bumper dragon oh <laughs> uh. No, they would, or they like would the, definitely like, have to put scenes. people in the cars. That's what they would have to do. Yeah. Oh. Like Lightning McQueen fell in love with another car. Yeah. Like, also, they, yeah. They, um, uh, I, I the cars just like rubbing against each other, like fucking. No, he's just like blowing in her like tailpipe or something. That's how they do oral blowing <laughs> tailpipes. <laughs> she like she's like blowing fumes. He, on he's him. like he, he's like rimming her tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> they would just have to put real people in the cars. No, I just, I just love the, I love the cursed idea of having eyes in the windshield and they're like blinking and you're like, oh fuck. Oh, that's. <laughs> yeah, or do you think they use windshield wipers to like blink? Yeah, I'm just yeah. picturing like two old Bentleys. Just that like is a great idea. That they mounting each other. <laughs> if, if cars was like a, like a, 2023 satire. <laughs> Dude, I it wish has, I like, could TikTok make that. And shit, I yeah. really wish I had the budget. I could make that. That'd be so fun. <laughs> That'd be fucking great. It'd be really funny to like, like go to like I don't know how you get scripts pitched, but go to the guy who takes those and be like, listen, <laughs> listen, this show that I didn't write, we oh. make it live. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still CGI, so it's. <laughs> oh my god. We're just going to like make a pitch, and it's like not your idea at all. Yeah. Jared, you make a sequel to this. <laughs> Jaren, I want you to like, God, we gotta get Jaren like a pitch meeting. Yes. So we can we can mm. just watch Jaren go and like pitch me. something and then you're just like being like sarcastic as fuck about it and then they're like, we fucking love that. <laughs> they would. I feel, dude, I feel like it, we could try to pitch to Netflix and they might listen to us. I think they yeah. just take pitches openly. Nah, you probably gotta have clout for that. That's true. That's true. Have a little bit of clout. We gotta get some clout. Surprisingly low amount, but you still have to have a little clout. Yeah. Yeah. What are you like? How do I get clout? I'll just. Dude, I saw this in a bunch of porn I was watching, which was um, they just think <laughs> they um, there's this thing called hot dudes fuck, um, which is they just hire dudes like college guys to come fuck porn stars, and I'm like. I don't know, man. I might submit my resume. That was like, oh, I gotta get in better shape, but if I can do that, bro, just and this is should. how this is how we get cars made. <laughs> this is my ticket to cloud. Remember, that's where this. Yeah. That's where this, he got this, this idea. This is like a grandmaster chess move, where it's like he sacrifices queen. Yeah. No, I guess you just, just don't realize where just, I'm going with. Just this the move. description of what just happens is so funny. It's like <laughs> the tagline is Gabe does porn. 
<laughs> to fund our 2023 Cars satire. Live adaptation. That's, that's Live an, adaptation. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> episode title. Yeah. Gabe does porn to get cars through the <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Chris. yo this better stay in AJ I swear to god you, dude, I'm this is so fire you know you've been cracking up for the best yeah. 10 minutes bro this is fire don't, so don't let me spit some more heat bro of course you think AJ's gonna listen to fucking <laughs> Gabe's bullshit and <laughs> not on. be dying to dude, that this is, yeah. this is me cooking at it's prime bro we dude, let you cook bro. Hot, hot dudes fuck Hot dude. Hot dude's <laughs> fuck. No, he, he's you like. You guys bro. don't realize the, the mental gymnastics, but also the genius of this plan. Yeah. Hot dude's fuck. Two the Netflix VHS. light after light adapta- live adaptations. Yeah, so we got this cars. Guy. Yeah. Hell yeah. You have any uh, final trivia questions or anything? Mm. No, I Don't you guys have your uh, budget? Budget. Oh yeah, that was a bit. bit. I did that for a little you bit. You should keep doing that. I right? should. I, that's so good. that's gonna definitely come back for Zack Snyder. I didn't really uh, look into it for. Uh, this is the Criteria Cast. This is the Criteria Cast. I can pull it up. Yeah, pull it up. Pull it up. Okay, so on this, this, this uh, Criteria Cast first ever, um, guess the price. <laughs> Without going over, and there's other rules. Um, I'll make up on the fly. A, a uh, um, eight mil. Okay, so... I was, I was going to say 30 mil. So, we'll, we'll start off with the category of um, budget. Oh, okay. What do you guys think its budget was? That's right. I was saying 30 mil. Okay, 30 mil for budge? I was um, going to say... It's probably less than 8 cause, mil. Because you were, you were saying they like didn't even get fucking permits for well, 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 this I don't, I don't know. I, they might have gotten permits for this one. I know they didn't get permits for Fallen Angels or yeah. Champagne Express. So, this is pretty interesting. Um, I don't know. Because uh, they don't list it. <laughs> uh, uh, then, uh, so I guess we'll go directly then to uh, um, just the first week, opening week domestically. What do you guys think it bringed in? Oh, um, I would say six million. So I want to just pre- I want to hedge everyone's kind of expectations. Um, no budget and very small opening. Just has like kind of like. I think it is pretty small. Yeah, it's got to be. What is it like three hundred thousand? Okay. And then, hmm. that's a pretty good guess. Yeah, I would probably go with three hundred thousand too. So this opened to one hundred thirteen thousand dollars in the first yeah. week. First week, and then we go into the domestic, just the total domestic box office. Would I have actual info like uh, that on? What yeah. do you guys think? It's domestic, just and this is in China alone. I don't. Th- in my head, I don't think it got that much bigger. Maybe three hundred thousand again. It probably right? didn't like start popping up I don't know if it ever got American distribution but it did um, okay if it did then it got but, a but, big but bump later domestic domestic though. domestic though so just just China and so okay just well, so so we're talking China. just before before it leaves to other before yeah. it goes to the US yeah anywhere else yeah um, I'm gonna say 3 million okay uh, no you're gonna win this one it had a domestic box office of 2,734,000 so it went from 100 yeah, that. It, it's weird. It must have just started taking off very quickly in China. Now, I do want to also say that um, I don't know how they like do domestic regions. I know domestic generally means that it's just one country, but they yeah. might do it by different metrics in different areas of the world. Yeah, right. Um, and then uh, let's just hit international overall box office. What do you guys feel on? Probably considerably higher, yeah. like. Tw- I'm saying 12 now. Okay. I'll say 20. 
Alright, Jaren, you win with 13.8 mil Dude, hell yeah. international gross domestic. Or gross international. Anyways, gross. Hmm. He's gross. That's such a small amount of money if you think about it. But, such a great film. I feel like this movie definitely deserved that. That they, It deserves the accolades and definitely the money it brought in. You yeah. know, like... Yeah. Um, I'm glad you fucked with it, Gabe. I was I was very pleasantly surprised. I mean, not even surprised. I just had no expectations, and then it just yeah. was great. You should watch his other movies. Yeah. yeah. And then, I'm done. Bro, yeah. what, we're, we're about to get you into some art shit. Hell yeah, I'm done. <laughs> it's going to be fucking dope. Bro. Uh, yeah, I, just, don't forget me for that. I'm down. Hell, bro, yeah. come over anytime. Yeah. They fucking... Uh, it's it's there are very few like friends you can kind of watch art, art shit with because most yeah, of them will be true. like, man, you're, this, this you're, sucks. you're selling me. Yeah, yeah. So let's do it, bro. I'm game. All right. Final thoughts. Um, watch this fucking movie, please. Just because like if you ever gone through a breakup. It definitely will resonate, and even if not, it, it is still a great movie without any kind of like interpersonal connection. Mm. Yeah, it's like it's like cool in a way, like you don't like you want to see it anywhere else. It's just sick. I agree. Yeah, I would say fucking. Yeah, you're not gonna find anything like it anywhere else, and so go check it out. It's a very specific vibe, and I think everyone should see it because it it it's a very powerful like. I don't know. It'll it'll. Just knowing that it exists will make you better, I feel like. I don't know why. Make you feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, we'll see you at the movies.